I'm already, I'm in sync with you, Jake. Our brains uh, are perfectly in sync like a well-oiled brain machine. I know, good. It's because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, what have you been yeah. up to? Um, I've been working most of the time in yeah. um, raising a son and uh, being a family man. And I have stayed out of jail and I've stayed out of trouble and I haven't even, uh, uh, I haven't broken any probation. Yeah. And how are you with the um, political correctness police? Oh, the the woke uh, mob that was <laughs> yeah. antagonizing me. Oh, yeah. I beat them, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, Every, that's yeah. all. That's all in the past. It's been settled. We came to a, we came to an agreement, and so everything's cool. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and um, and how about you? Uh, I I'm good. Uh, I've been busy. I've been working. I've been traveling a lot. Um, it's been almost six I'm, months since we recorded an episode. So you've been crazy. traveling in time as well as in as uh, well yeah, as in space. Yeah, I've been traveling yeah. in time, but mainly forward in time. In fact, yeah, I'm thinking only <laughs> uh, looking back. It seems like it's been only forward in time. Just sometimes I feel like you're standing still in time. Like I feel yeah. like punctuated equilibrium, where it's like a lot of inactivity. I feel like I'm standing still in time forever, and then ten years pass. You know, like, yeah. uh, uh, like nothing changes, nothing changes, and everything changes. And I said, when did it change? You know, that kind of thing. I think that's pretty standard. Uh, so I was um, run up on by a um, pack of wild pigs in Marfa, Texas. I told you about this. Really? Oh, yeah. You um, told me about yep. that. Yep. Did, time must have stood still when they were attacking you. Yeah, it right? did. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but they, they, they went away. Do you have animosity towards them? Do you say like I like wild pigs, or you say I don't like them because they brought? I fear like into them okay, me? but they're scary. They they did pump fear into me. Um, when you gazed into their eyes and you stared them down, do you think that you absorbed some of their their power? Yeah, and I saw their. I could see meaning uh, in their eyes, and they could see fear in my eyes. Um, but they eventually. Uh, they like friends in low places, mm-hmm. like just like in yeah. the song "Friends in Low Places," when he sees the fear in his eyes when he toasted the oh, champagne. Yeah. That's yeah. like when those pigs saw you. Yeah, because you were like, "Hey, congratulations <laughs> on getting married." They were telling you, but then they were going to attack you, and then you went to the bar. Yeah, exactly. You were um, on your way to a bar, probably. I imagine. No, no, I was. I had, I, had, I had returned from a bar, um, and mm-hmm. I was on my way back to my hotel room. I'm not trying to speculate. I just said I assume you're on tour. It's a wild. Uh, a, a world of bars and whatnot, staggering to and fro, wild pigs, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we got to rank okay. some things. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you want to get started? I got to tell you. Yeah, we don't have all the time in the world. We haven't okay. been around. We haven't yeah. uh, done the show in a while. And yeah. so uh, I'm anxious that, like, what if we lost our touch? What if we can't yeah, do it anymore? I think, I think we did already um, so far going into it. But we'll see. We can regain our footing. Let's start the podcast. Okay. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net, and you can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other a long time. You don't have to race through it, by the way, Phil. Uh, Once, while taking an experimental rocket into space. If I recall correctly, as soon as we left Earth's atmosphere, we were bombarded by cosmic rays. That's right. Anyway, we crash-landed in a remote part of the Norwegian coast where we found a walking stick that, when struck against a rock, turned into a mythical hammer. On the side of the hammer was inscribed a ranked list of everything. We memorized the list, of course. Then we looked around and discovered we were on a bomb testing site. A gamma bomb. And just then the bomb exploded, and the blast flung us into the frigid waters of the North Atlantic. Fortunately, we didn't freeze to death. Thanks to the super soldier serum running through our veins. But we were frozen in suspended animation for a couple of decades. When we were eventually unfrozen, we'd lost the hammer, and the whole experience also made us forget the contents of the list. So now we can only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. The list is now at 303 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Dancing Queen, that's the song by ABBA, although uh, since I think since we had our last show, um, the, the Queen of England has died, and so she is maybe uh, dancing yeah. in the afterlife, whether yeah. wherever that may be. I don't want to speculate yeah. to where she is, but, uh, uh, you know, that's not her. We're talking about the song by ABBA. And Gary Busey... Yeah. This is the actor Gary Busey, uh, yes. um, what is known for his role in Point Break, for example. Yes. Um, and they are in the abs- they are in the midpoint of the list. Now the thing is, yep. it's a top heavy list because those things are okay. Those things are pretty good. I think They're we okay, need to yeah. have we need to fill out the bottom of the list. I'm always yeah. looking for these. We got to thicken out the bottom. Is what I'm trying to say. That's okay. What we want. I mean, I like thick bottoms. Uh, so yeah, yeah exactly. we can do that. So I think the listener can agree. That's what we all want, and we have to like. I hope people send in more things that are, if not necessarily bad or awful, things that can fill out the bottom. 
Okay, so uh, anyways, listener, if you uh, want to look at the complete list, go to everydamthing.net. You can find a link to that in the show notes uh, of this podcast. Yeah. And you could go and play along, or you could just listen, and we'll, we'll let you know where we're going to play. Yeah. So, so yeah, for the, the second one? episode in a row, uh, it's just me and you, no guests on this one, um, mm-hmm. just because it's been hard to schedule. It's hard to schedule. No excuses. Podcasts. No excuses. I like, the, I like just talking to you I'm because wanna, I feel like I can bully you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I was hoping to um, have a guest on to bully you, but it's hard to it's That's hard to schedule I... guesses uh, guests. Uh, you got because... you call out the bully crew when you say, "Hey, do you want to come and be on this with me and Phil?" And then they come yeah. and bully me. So yeah. I like it when I, I like it when it's me and you, and then I feel like I can overpower you. you give them a bully stick and make you chew on it. You know what a bully <laughs> stick is? I, it's something you chew on, I guess. Is it like it's uh, made of uh, like for... a, it's it's a it's a dog toy uh, that's a dehydrated cow? Uh, I think a, a bull's penis. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait a minute. When I used to buy my dog, I, I used to have a dog growing up, and I would get her like these toys that were like they're made out of kind of leather. Was that made out of bull's penis? May have been. Yeah. There's also pig's yeah. ears. Um. Uh. Anyways, doesn't it? It's, okay. Okay. I, yeah. Speaking I of penises, I don't know about that stuff. The mm-hmm. first thing we're ranking today was submitted by uh our listener Kayleen N. Oh, a friend uh, of the show. And it's the patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. So patriarchy. Uh, patriarchy. So patriarchy. Now it has a couple of different definitions, and I think it can be kind of contentious because there yeah. are more popular definitions and then more academic uh, 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 definitions. Yeah, so we got it. We, this is something we absolutely have to nail down, and it's something that like people a lot smarter than us have argued over for a long time. So, so, uh, so I would I would describe it like in in my words um, uh, as <clears throat> a social system in which positions of dominance and privilege are primarily held by men. Though I was going to go with this other definition I found, which was a system of social structures and practices in which men dominate, oppress, so, and exploit women. Yeah, a system of social structures and practices in which men dominate, oppress, and exploit women is kind of similar, to, you know, more or less saying the same thing as a social system in which positions of dominance and privilege are primarily held by men. Okay, um, okay. And also, like, you know, it comes from the word of rule by fathers, you know, yeah. uh, patriarchy. Like a what's up with it? Patreon? Is like your daddy is supporting your, uh, you know, your your creative efforts. If you're on Patreon, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. Um, or, uh, or Patron is like Patron uh, tequila is literally like it's like daddy stuff. You know, it's like that's what that's what it means. It comes from. But anyways, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, um uh, so uh, so it's so, kind of like in some ways the dominant mode of Western civilization for the past I don't know a couple thousand years, right? So. So At least like, a couple thousand years. It depends on like where you where you draw the line and how you describe it. Um, to for, to just give a little bit more context and to like uh, uh, read more from Wikipedia. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Just so that the uh, the listener, I, I know because I know the listeners. They said yeah. when I talked to them, they said the show's been off the air, and the thing I miss the most is when you guys read stuff out of Wikipedia. They <laughs> well, said that. I, 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 listener, you can pause now and and, <laughs> uh, and go read the Wikipedia, or or yeah. you can just listen to me. So. One thing that I found on the page and on the Wikipedia page on it um, was a list um, to, uh, by a woman, a sociologist named Sylvia Walby, that sort of describes how the patriarchy, um, it, the main ways in which uh, it, it's seen, in, especially in our current society, modern society today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, there's six places, she says, where it's mostly seen, um, its effects are seen. One is in the household where women are uh, likely to have their labor exploited or expropriated uh-huh. by their husbands uh, through housework and raising children. The other is in paid work. Uh, where women are likely to be paid less and face exclusion from from paid work um, in the state, uh, women are unlikely to have uh, power and representation. So, or, so if I'm getting this correctly, so far we have the home, the workplace, and the state. The state, yeah, and then also oh. um, uh, violence through violence, women are more prone to being abused. In the topic of sexuality, women's sexuality yeah. is more likely to be treated negatively, mm-hmm. um, and then in culture. Uh, representation of women in the media and popular culture is like with the with the patriarchal gaze or with the male gaze. It's, talking about the male gaze is getting getting into the weeds, but you know women yeah, are yeah, seen, it, it, seen it, through it, the, like the, we we got to stay on target. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I feel and a like real that, obvious place in which it, yeah. it takes form um, is you know reproductive rights is a great example. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, of where, where you mean where it's like m- the lawmakers primarily are men. And they're yeah. making laws about uh, the conduct and health of women, for example. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's one example. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I almost think it's tough for – not just because we're men, but it's like because of how, how and where we grew up, it's like a bit like asking a fish about water. It was kind of yeah, like yeah, when totally. we had to rank – it's like kind of like when we had to, uh, to rank capitalism, you know, where – you yeah. know, like our imaginations are kind of stunted because of how we grew up. So it's kind of hard for us to imagine – some you know something outside of that or what a different world would be and also that like uh, i think that it's important to note like 
patriarchy doesn't necessarily mean it for the benefit of fathers or for men. It's not like uh, under yeah. patriarchy you get uh, fathers all get uh, uh, a paternity leave. You know what I mean? No, yeah. not, not no, at all. No. In fact, quite the contrary. You know, like it, the beneficiaries of it aren't uh, the guy on the street. You know what I mean? It, there is some like in general, although they might yeah, feel yeah. that way or they feel threatened. To, you know, if the patriarch is threatened, sometimes you feel like that way. So I don't know. Uh, I would say pretty rough like not great yeah. meaning like yeah. if there's half the population that are systematically oppressed for not even the benefit of the other half not to say yeah. that would make it you know yeah. not to say that would make it uh, better but i don't know just out of like uh, uh just out of tradition or out of you know uh, lack of imagination so yeah yeah pretty it's, bad. it's it's pretty bad yeah i mean a lot of people that like support it which there are people that like are like yeah it's normal it's good because they well, do attribute... I support it by by I have a family and I uh you know uh, I tell my son in, he has to do way, what he like, says. Or... Some people some what? people would say that like um I guess I think you call them heteropatriarchal family structures. Um I, yeah, I like I don't live do... in a commune and and yeah. and they say it comes from like it, it derives from the the creation of personal property and yeah. I have like yeah. you could see like we're talking on Zoom you can see behind me I have a bunch of stuff behind me I have a bookshelf yeah. full of yeah. books I own them and if people come I, I want to defend them at all costs and I'll I'll come up with any social structures I have to do to justify violence that I can and keep some my some people some people will say that it's not even a social structure some people will say it's it's inherent to the you know from the natural differences between men and, men uh -huh, and uh -huh. women like you know biological differences which I think that that is yeah. i mean other than the than the basic that, one, i don't think i don't think that's something we can resolve right now you know like like because we got to get on to the next uh, thing to rank i don't i want to give this the benefit that it deserves but uh yeah. but yeah i i, I think I, I more or less agree with you and i think where i'm looking at uh, with this on the list is pretty low oh, on have, the list. yeah yeah i think so i, I think so too i don't want to go to the list right right, right as quick now, as quickly now as who is responsible who who creates patriarchy like is it something that men impose on women or is it something that adults impose on children or that you know uh, like, both you, you know like you get acculturated to yeah, exactly. Wow. It's it's the it's the sociological constructions are passed down from generation to generation. You know, so it's yeah, like yeah. So, and I, but I, I think it's you. like overall, it's more imposed by men onto women. Um, there's plenty of people who uh, don't necessarily benefit not not just men, yeah. but women too, who don't necessarily yeah. benefit from something who pass along values and whatnot that that encourage. Yeah, this, uh, but whatever. Particular patriarchal cultures. I, I'm, I'm like I, I don't want to I don't want to get too much into that. I was just thinking about it like. It seems like it's a system that like doesn't really help people out. That like it doesn't really benefit that many people. And as a man, it, like it, I don't think it really benefits me too much. Like I don't see like the uh, the check coming in the, uh, every month, the patriarchy right. check. Maybe I, you know, mm, in some ways I, mean, I do. Like I don't know. It, 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 like I'm just saying that like it's it's a complicated uh, issue about that that sense. You know, uh, you mentioned earlier that like it it seems to a lot of people think that it came about with well, private property is one thing. Um, uh. You know, but there, like there's evidence that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily exist, quote unquote, in nature that like prehistoric societies were relatively egalitarian. Oh. There wasn't. Oh. And, and when they go to other various societies around the world, you know, yeah. like yeah. They're, they're like ones that aren't so much like ours, they're organized in all kinds of different ways. Right. Yeah. So true, there's nothing true. there's nothing like there's nothing biological or the, it's not inherent in the human race that we have our society structured this way right yeah, it would be exactly. like 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 ants pretty much have the same I, now if you're an ant expert correct me but like you know uh ants pretty much have the same uh, culture between them you know like the right. way you know the, but like but human race it happens a lot of different ways we just know the dominant one the one that we grew up in the one that more by numbers people live in but if you look at like how many different societies there are there's a lot of i don't know matriarchal matrilinear yeah, various different kinds of societies out there in the world. It's just that they didn't conquer the world, and uh, uh, and they didn't, you know, we're not we're not they children of that. They didn't impose, that. yeah, their their sort of structure on yeah mm -hmm. on the world, and um, it's 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 related, I think, in a lot of ways to again with with property ownership. Um, I think it's related in a lot of ways to capitalism, and it's it grew it grew alongside capitalism, and like uh, I think the two you know kind of go hand in hand. I don't I don't know if you have to give up capitalism to give up the patriarchy, but maybe you do. Yeah, like how how closely are those things tied together, yeah. or like what does the end of one necessarily mean the end of another, et cetera? Yeah. So, because on our list we have capitalism is at number two seventy seven. It's pretty close to the bottom of the list. Yeah, and, like, and there's things honestly it could it could have gone lower. Like you know Gambit from the X Men, if you know the character Gambit, yeah. Gambit is is below capitalism at two eighty three. And like I don't know should should that Gambit's like, pretty bad, like, but I think I feel like the patriarchy is like uh, worse than both of those things. 
Okay. Um, well, what about um, we're looking at then like Steven Seagal, who's oh, here's two ninety six. Two ninety six. He's pretty low. He, now you think um, though he's pretty low, but if we didn't have like this uh, a patriarchal blah blah blah, yeah. everything like there wouldn't be a Steven Seagal. We wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right? There, there there wouldn't be a place for him. People wouldn't want to see a movie about a guy breaking people's legs. Uh, all the time right yeah they, watch, they may not because yeah, yeah. it's we'd be watching the hours or something or you know or something i'm saying we'd be watching some some more thoughtful fare presumably yeah uh, uh, uh you know but because he looks like the in the 80s people are like you know who looks like he'd be he's cool with it steven seagal you know yeah uh, that's who i want to put, put in the movie so i kind of think probably worse than steven seagal and the McRib is pretty bad. Now, the McRib is about, like, you don't even eat <laughs> yeah. meat, right? It's rough, yeah. right? The yeah. McRib doesn't have a lot of good things about it. I don't know. I I, th- I kind of want to think lower. Lower, um, like, okay, so it's 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 lower than the McRib, you think? It's, um, I feel like capitalism kind of skated bad. because because we like to play Monopoly. or I don't know why it was. Capitalism and because we got, benefited uh, from it, uh, we, you yeah. know. But I've I, I benefited from patriarchy in some ways. I'm sure there have been ways Yeah, but I feel, I feel said, guiltier about benefiting from patriarchy uh, because. Oh, uh, uh, so you want to punish the, the concept for your own guilt. That makes sense. Because yeah. I was thinking about, like, sometime I probably went to get a job and they were like, yeah, he looks like the kind of guy who would have this job. Because like they didn't want to hire a woman for the job, or there's probably some, right, yeah. you know a million. There's a million million ways I've benefited yeah. uh, from things without noticing mentioning it. So that when I said like it doesn't benefit the average guy at all, I just mean like a lot of times people have an emotional attachment to stuff because yeah. they think it benefits them because you know the name is in yeah. there. They yeah, think, like, yeah, you know, and you know. it's but it's injuring like on on the whole, it's it it injures yeah. both men and women. Um, yeah, and women hurts, more than men, yeah. but you know, um, yeah. Um, let but me think. So, so we've got death. Death does have its death's at two ninety nine. Death, death does have its death place. has There's a good some place to which, it because yeah. I feel like death should be higher up on the list. Death is really bad, especially if it happens to your friend, yeah. or your family, or loved one. But like, yeah. it's and it's really bad and is or you, yeah. Well, not always well, necessarily you, but yeah. But but also like it clears space. You know, it like uh, the, it yeah. lets like the past die. You know, like yeah. things have to like. Like death is important. I feel like death is too low on the list. But you know, this list is imposed on me. It wasn't something I created. I was born into this list. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. So it's nothing I could do about that. But we could add this. Uh, so if we're adding patriarchy, I kind of think. Um, I want to say it's below cigarettes. Below, so it's um, worse than cigarettes, or. I don't like cigarettes. Actually, smell bad. Whereas, like right. patriarchy, maybe has like a musky, attractive scent at times. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some people yeah. who like are totally happy to be, uh, to operate within it, you know, and including including. It's the same women, way that there know? are people who are happy to smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah. So, in a way, except kind of like the whole point of it is it's a way of organizing society. So if they're organizing my society in that way, it would be like people smoking cigarettes in my face. So yeah. that's kind of why I think it should go below. This is all kind of it's all bad stuff in this list. I feel like. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of hard. You you could argue for anything in this list, you know. You yeah, could yeah. Put, uh, you could put Hank Williams higher or lower, or you yeah. know, like I think John Voight's probably a little low, even though politically he's done some stuff I don't agree with. But like, uh, uh, for all counts, he's a nice guy. You know, people like him. Yeah, yeah he's, he says some he says some wacky shit though. Yeah, these, but like saying lately. wacky shit. You know, I've said some wacky shit in my life, right? Yeah, but you don't say like harmful stuff so much, and. Uh, and people don't like listen to you anyway, so okay. Um. <laughs> okay, what is that? All <laughs> but, right, okay. Let's think about this then. So, uh, so, so we've got. I, I think we've already we put it below. So you're thinking below cigarettes, right? Cigarettes are more harmful. Below hoarders TV show, um, below McRib, and below Steven Seagal, which is all okay. like, yeah, we're they're in great company here. I'm okay with um, putting it below I, death because death has its positive parts. War is war is pretty negative, but war also, um, you know, it's uh, war. Yeah, that, it's you like it, where like, he goes there with Clint Eastwood, and that's a war movie, and they couldn't yeah, have had that and movie if there wasn't war or patriarchy, I suppose. And, and we might, you know, we might still have um, certain states in this country might still have slavery. Uh, are there are there good things about patriarchy that we're overlooking because of our zeal and our, eh. and our guilt? Are we saying like uh, uh, we missed well, out? There's a really there's a really the good things, thing of it. I th- I think no. I think that all the the good things that it that it has brought about, like such as I mean, you could say like oh, it's organized society, so it's helped like. Uh, you know, our, I guess, society grow um, or be stabilized. I think you could do that same stuff with a different system uh, that's less oppressive. Um, yeah. Without so, without so much abuse, oppression. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so uh, whatnot. Yeah. So right. I would put it so yeah. like I'm, I think below cigarettes is fine. Uh, through to we have QAnon, which got there, which got pretty low. And QAnon's not as 
QAnon's an idea, like patriarchy. And it's an that idea that's kind of in recession right now. Yeah. In the sense that, like, it's not, uh, uh, it's it real, it's patriarchy real. is a new bottom. Um, I would like to put patriarchy. Well, isn't transphobia above. wrapped up in patriarchy? Isn't yeah, it like, is. A transphobia... Is it like about, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I feel like all these things at the bottom of the list, it's kind of hard to, it, 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 because they're such different, but of course that's our job. That's what we have yeah. to do. We're honor bound. By duty and by our by filial piety to our ancestors, especially the minimum, <laughs> yeah. we have to do this. So uh, I think that I think the transphobia, whereas like patriarchy is the is like the sword, transphobia would be like a the point of like you know or a point of the sword. So I think I think trans transphobia is like more purely, I don't want to say evil, but more purely uh, bad. It exists and like solely because, for evil. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, so I yeah, think the patriarchy. Yeah, okay. So let's put it above. QAnon and transphobia. Yeah. But below I, cigarettes. Yes, that works for me. That was a tough one, man. Honestly, yeah. like I'm not a very thoughtful person. You know me. I'd like to yeah. think about maybe I can hold You're maybe thoughtful. one or two abstract concepts in my head at once. I, yeah. I can tell you what happened in a uh, in a basketball game, but it would be I really have a hard time to, to talk about more abstract concepts like this. So, you totally. know, uh, I, that took a lot out of me. I'm winded. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be like I'll be huffing and puffing the rest of this episode. I just so let me let know. me put a tag on this really quick. So the listener oh, understands yeah. patriarchy. The idea goes in at 302. Uh, uh, moving QAnon, the idea, to 303. So we've got uh, a new addition to the bottom three of the list. So let's take a break and come back and we'll move on to the next thing. All right, let's do it. Uh, welcome back. Uh, now we're talking about the next thing, which is Jack Kirby, submitted by Nick Galley. Jack Kirby was a cartoonist, a uh, uh, comic book il- writer, illustrator. Um, he did some work for uh, for cartoons, like uh, television right. cartoons. Yep. Um, Later on in his career, finally got that's paid. Not, that's um, not really what he's known for. That though, he's he's yeah, mainly known he, as, as for his work in comics. Um, yeah, he he's invented called, like all the Marvel comics. So like this is Fantastic Four, not Spider Man. Uh, uh, Spider Man accepted, but you yeah. know all the other ones: Fantastic Four and uh, uh, Captain America and the Avengers and um, uh, uh, Thor and um, what are the other big ones? The, the Hulk, X-Men, the original. Yeah, the, the, the original X Men, the Hulk, Black Panther. I mean, um, yeah, and he's drawn these uh, incredible, and also did a lot for DC too. Um, although they don't, it's not essential so, to their. Uh, um, it's not essential to their worlds, right? So, so like, yeah, the stuff so, he did for so them. The listeners to understand, not everybody's totally familiar with what we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, there's two. Um, there are two publishers mainly in American comics, and there's Marvel comics and DC comics. He was kind of there already, a, a grown man, and by the time it had been working for years, when yeah. Marvel was starting out with these in the '60s. Um, yep. And uh, he went across. He went to the other company uh, in the early 1970s, and then he worked there for a few years, but. Because they had already been around, like Superman already existed at that point. Batman already existed at that point. So it's like he, the stuff that he made for them is not so central. He did a lot of interesting work for them, but right. it wasn't, there wasn't like this, it wasn't the stuff that's at the core of their company. Like, you know, they, yeah. I, I, this, I, I'm trying to think about it. Like it shows up and, and he was known for his like super powerful work ethic. So he was just a right, dude, yeah. right? He was yeah. a, he was this guy. Um, he, he was like a, a very workmanlike. He would yeah. do you know, something like they, they say like three or four pages a day or, you know, at, at times he got he really high sit, up. He would sit and draw for, you know, sometimes. And wrecked his wrist. 16 yeah. hours a day. Like, yeah. And he's like, he was a very creative person, very talented um, artist, but he also, um, his primary concern always was uh, supporting his family. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's, I, when I was growing up, I like was like oh this guy's a really uh, he was a really awesome artist he did he did he created all this stuff but like the thing that i think is coolest about him is just like having like raising this family and like that's a really triumph people say like yeah. well he didn't get paid he didn't get rich like these you know the people who yeah he, he created these he, things for these, doing these work, big entities yeah, yeah. He, was he was doing work, work for, for hire. hire yeah um, yeah so it's so, like the, being the drummer for motown or something like that where you lay yeah. this beat down and it's a and it's a song that the whole world makes the whole world dance, but it's, it doesn't have your name, and you, you know you're not yeah. the publisher, and you don't own anything about it. And so he's getting paid a uh, uh, day rate wages, right? And yeah, probably they paid him okay at times. I think they did, but not, you know, not considering what they were making out of what were essentially his, you know, creations. It's like it's it's not like he didn't sign a contract. Well, a lot of the times he made, uh, you know, handshake agreements and stuff like that that didn't pan out for him either. But um, yeah, and he, he, and he trusted people. He said, I mean, like, it'll work out for me. I'll make them, it, this guy rich and he'll make, he'll, he'll like look out for me. And it never happened. It's not like right. it's le- less than being a drummer. It's more like being like, um, I don't know if you were like Simon and Garfunkel um, and the Simon. Se- the session guys, the session guys like that a, played. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Like, oh, like if, if you were Garfunkel, you mean? If you were Garfunkel and also, but you also didn't get to, but you were Garfunkel for hire, you work for hire, so you weren't like sharing yeah, yeah. sharing the profits. Well, that's, that's those guys that played on Motown. They were backing, they were session musicians. And if you hear in, yes. any song you heard on the radio for 20 years, it would be the same guy playing bass. And, yes. and it's some bass player we don't know the name of, but like, you know, is the greatest. But like, they don't get a check every month. Because they were just they got they got paid that day in cash and you know and spent yeah, it on the rent. S- similar, and, I suppose. And, except this guy, this guy, I mean, does eventually get credit. He's known even even in the time that he was working and not getting paid as much yeah. as he probably should have got paid. You know, it wasn't long before he was known as the king. Um, well, comics that's patriarchy king, too. King we're, we're going back to patriarchy. If we're <laughs> yeah, going to call him point. the king, right? Um, yeah. yeah. His early stuff was done in partnership with writers and editors, and then he once he left Marvel, he got a little weirder because he got to do stuff on his own, lettering and yeah. like he did it all on his own, and he got he's kind of wacky. Like I, yeah. I read some of that stuff, and it, it's some goofy shit. Like you it's know, out like there, yeah, uh, the, the stuff, yeah, the DC but it's cool. Stuff. It's, and what you're talking yeah. about for for the listeners is mainly. Um, what you would call his fourth the fourth world was the thing that he was yeah, doing yeah. there and then and the new god yeah, it's mr miracle um, and uh, yeah. uh he he would just come up with like a word it's kind of like you you do this too jake you come up with a phrase and you like play around with it hey and then but he would go at this step of then he would draw the thing too you know yeah. he'd be yeah. like what if there was a guy named mr miracle that's a cool name and then just kind of yeah. work from that it's a cool name yeah. mr miracle right yeah. um and he um i don't know just a giant footprint like uh culturally yeah um and you don't have probably like star wars if you i mean you don't have it in the way that There's, we think I mean, of it now right exactly some people say that like um well we, we did this ourselves when we ranked dr doom who's uh on the list at i don't know he's pretty high up there um uh but who is a creation of jack kirby's and up there pretty high too yeah he's up he's up um, he's in the top 10 he's number nine a lot of people say that that he was uh, i mean maybe the inspiration for um for Darth Vader. Yeah. There's other oh and also like the relationship between uh the character Darkseid which is from the New Gods uh It's, it's like Darth Vader type stuff. It's like yeah. Darth Vader and Luke uh those those two characters. Um And those so those are things that are high up on the list and he's sort of uh heavily if he did, if he didn't create him he's influential yeah. on it. Now, yeah. he and, very imaginative person but sometimes pretty derivative like you read these old comics and sometimes it'll be like hey this reminds me of the Twilight Zone and then you look sure, like, yeah. I wonder when this and the Twilight Zone episode came out like 2 months before the comic came out so you yeah. realize like he must have been watch- or star trek or whatever you know but i mean but that's I mean, cool I mean, like think about i guess you think you know in terms of like sort of it's 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 pop art and it's like you think about you know remix culture or whatever like that like it's not like he was putting twists on things he was getting inspiration from things yeah, yeah. he was also like he was also his job was to like i mean not just to draw you know all these pages every day but also to, to come up with new ideas and create new ideas and so it's not like he had a lot of time to sit uh, you know, and ponder shit. You know, he was, he would just, yeah, he, he just had to get it done. He was, and, and he was, and he was like, working on the fly, uh, you know, um, and, and a working artist too, like in a yeah. super unpretentious way. Like, this is a guy, it's like a house, being a house painter or something like yeah. that, where you, more like a craftsman, you know, where it's yeah. like he, he did this thing every day. He he gave up his uh, he I'm sure he got like arthritis out in his hand. You know he wrecked himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably probably blasted away his eyes. You know making in, these in, dreams he, and, he pretty and much, stories. I don't know, but he raised he raised some kids and he had yeah. a life and it was like yeah. you know his like his family were uh, you know he he he's like his family came here from um, where are they from Hungary Hungary or yeah the, it's the, the story of his family like he's a classic 20th century early 20th century child of immigrants his his, yeah. his parents are jewish they came from austria he's swimming in the east river as a kid yeah, yeah you know? dude his his dad yeah. they came before world war one and um his dad they, they left austria because his dad had offended some like local aristocrat who demanded a duel and the guy was a good like gunfighter i suppose so his dad knew he would die in a duel so they they left for america and then yeah mm-hmm. jack grows up in you know and his name's jacob uh What's his last name? Kurtzberg. Kurtzberg. Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he grows up in Lower East Side. He's playing stickball in the streets. He's like a, he's in a yeah. street gang. Uh, he's he's a newsie. He you know battled other other street this guy, guy the kids from the next street over throwing bricks at them and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, he 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 was trying to punch out Nazis that came to his office one time. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's oh, a yeah. well known story. Totally. He totally. he's 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 a kind of a rough guy. Like it, it's not like you think about. Um, he he's from the era when it's like. Uh, people in creative careers are like how nowadays they're like how'd you get in this creative career well i went to got my mfa you know uh did yeah. this like no it's like the way you got it was like um you know i i was in the military and they found out that i was drawn i could draw pamphlets so i had to draw the pamphlets that tell yeah. you like gun safety and then that's when i became an illustrator or whatever yeah. you know yeah, and, yeah. and also like p- the people doing those kind of work back then nowadays i feel like stuff especially made for kids 
it's made by people who that's their dream is to make this kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. But back back then, way more often, it was like that was the last thing they wanted to be doing. Like they wanted to do right. if they were doing if they were drawing comics, if they were doing jingles, uh, or, or if they were yeah. doing a, a children's show, they wanted to be doing an adult show, and that was their yeah. dream was to do Shakespeare. And if they were doing like uh, uh, comics, they wanted to be doing um, Saturday Evening Post illustrations or something like Glossy or Playboy yeah. or something for the you know a, a more glossier magazine. And it's like he he kind of was just like I'm good at this one thing. Um, I'm never gonna be a uh, a newspaper. Uh, what do you call it? Like, what do you call it? Uh, uh, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna have a strip. Daily, yeah, he's not gonna be. Syndicated. I'm not gonna be Charles Schultz, which would be yeah. the goal because that's how you get yeah. paid. But um, you know, this is my life, and I'm doing it. And it just, I don't know. It's it's admirable in a lot of ways because I think a lot of times we lionize people who are like like a Steve Jobs type or his partner yeah. Stan Lee. These people who are like good at hustling, making money, organizing, uh, able to to who arrange the flow of the money so it comes to them. It's like with you and me, we make this podcast and and you do all the work, and then I arrange it so like all the <laughs> yeah. internet money goes to me, and then I yeah. you see me spending it all. You know, it's all like the it must make bucks, you yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and I the guess bucks. the way the way we framed we, was something that we totally left out of the picture in framing his style, it. His, well, no, not no, not that. Um, it, is that there is somebody who got a lot of credit. For stuff that were were co creations or maybe mainly creations of Jack Kirby, um, oh yeah, yeah, and that's Stan Lee who is you know, you know, popularly understood to be the yeah you know the the, the founder of, of the mind you, behind yeah. Marvel Comics and and behind all those characters. Uh, when in really in a lot of ways, I mean, Stan Lee does deserve credit, but um, uh, Kirby. And Stanley benefited uh, yeah, you know, financially from it way medium. more than Kirby yeah. did as well, just because of Stanley's position in management. And uh, it's a visual medium, so it's like how something looks is a lot more important than what the words that they put. Not to say yeah. that the words aren't important, but you know, if something doesn't it doesn't, doesn't pop, and and his style popped. Like yeah. like yeah. if you look at it, even now you like this is it's vibrant, like it's coming yeah. off the page that these yep. like this wild perspectives. It's just like. When you think about uh, comic book art, that's what you're thinking of is that guy. So just real impressive stuff, beautiful stuff. Have you ever read the book Cavalier and Clay? It came out a few years ago. It's old now, but yeah, and it's it's kind of like a fictionalized account of. I mean, oh my god, dude. Okay, but you know, it's a good book, and (laughs) it kind of it kind of deals with um it kind of deals with like a fictionalized. He's in some ways, you know, there's a character that's somewhat of a Kirby style. So the listener understands more as to how Stan Lee could. Um, co-create this or like how even Kirby is, with certain characters could be really the, the main creative person behind it, but Stan get the, uh, get the credit for stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the way that Marvel worked in the, in the, for a long time, and I don't know if they still work this way, but the way they worked when Kirby and Stan were creating all of these characters that have become, you know, such touchstones for, uh, for our culture is that, um, it's something called the Marvel method where, uh, they would meet together. Stan would say, like, come up with really broad strokes for the idea for a plot, um, and then Kirby would go and draw it all and and really and really work out the details. And a lot of times in the drawing, and they he'd make notes on the side, it's like saying what is happening, saying not necessarily writing, uh, not writing what necessarily what the, what goes in the word balloons, but saying what's happening and you know yeah. and, and moving the story along. Then when that was done, this is a way that they could sort of streamline the process. That was done. Stan would come back in and he would write the dialogue more or less. Um, yeah. So, so you say like who created? It? It's really hard to say. It's a collaborative yeah. effort. I mean, and it's in, not in like Stan written... was like the writer and 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 yeah. and Jack was just the artist. It was like Stan and Jack were the writers. Um, and when you, and, and and when you look at the stuff the that Jack did on his own, you say like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like it, it could use another true, true. another set of eyes on it. You know, like yeah, it'd yeah. be like if if we did this podcast and it was just me talking, you'd be like, yeah. oh, you know, I put myself in the Jack Curry role, of yeah. course. You know, of course, but, yeah. Yeah, um, um, but going into a little bit more of his like history, or whatever. It's important to remember, or well, a the, the 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 Captain America, which he created, but he created like twenty years before Marvel really got started. That that character was like a yeah, legacy yeah. character that came into that. But um, the the iconic image of Captain America punching out Hitler, you know, that might be the one image that the that the average person would of of Kirby's that they would know the most, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, he. Was in World War. II. He actually he created um, Jack or Captain America with Joe Simon before going into the war. But then after that, but he, he joined to, the infantry and was like he got and married. He, he met the love of his he life. He Ross. saw he yeah. saw real combat. Like he killed Nazis himself uh, in World War Two. So that's something else you know about him and his character. Um, I, I do, also known as a mensch and known as somebody yeah. who, uh, yeah. although he kind of he had a temper sometimes, he was a guy who was like a beloved by people who knew him, and you know yeah. he he was like. 
he was somebody who um, who was known as a good dude in his yeah. time. And, and that's, so, that's not nothing. You know, like yeah. you saw that Banshees of Inisherin movie? Yes. And yeah. it's like being a good dude is important. It's good yeah. to be it's good to be nice to people. Like it's how you treat yeah. people matters. And the and yeah. and maybe yeah. it doesn't like get you paid, but it it like, you know, yeah. it's important. So Yeah, like, I agree. I'm totally like, on board with that. Like I this is somebody who the guy didn't cure cancer. Yeah. Um, but he he worked in a creative field. He made some uh, made some great things. Was wildly influential. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we should either hold it against him or maybe make him move up the list that yeah. he didn't get compensated like he maybe should have been. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're just looking yeah. at yeah, I, I, that would because yeah. because it makes him a little bit of a martyr. It makes me it, it moves him up a little bit in my eyes. You yeah. know, um, and yeah, so, yeah. So to re, to to recap, like, well, his main productive period that he's that where he had the most impact was when he helped cre- like create. The Marvel Universe, start the Marvel Universe. This is the, essentially yeah, yeah. during the 1960s. Again, Fantastic yeah. Four, Ant Man, Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, all the things the that the Avengers, movies, like every, every, every movie Silver that Surfer, comes out, Black Panther, yeah. almost all of them. You know, um, the X Men, yeah, yeah. uh, and 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 he was like the one of the two main creative forces um, a, in Marvel Comics at that time. I'm gonna, I got a quote. I'm gonna read that I saw on Wikipedia, but this is about. Um, that era and and Jack's position in Marvel at that time. This is a an artist that came later, uh, uh sort of a, a next generation after Jack Gil Kane, but also a great comics artist. And he said, like at Marvel, Jack was the single most inf- influential figure in the turnaround of Marvel's fortunes from the time he rejoined the company. So prior to, yeah, to after creating the war. these characters, right. after the war, that Marvel was like in, yeah. in terrible shape. Comics in general, they were, were doing they were doing romance comics and yeah. stuff, and like yeah. you know, uh, yeah. To continue with Gil Kane's quote, he says it wasn't merely that Jack conceived most of the characters that are being done, but Jack's point of view and philosophy of drawing became the governing philosophy of the entire publishing company and beyond the publishing company, the entire field. So he was like massively influential yeah. um, in in comics and as we've as we've seen um, in media in general like this the things that have have come out of yeah they really flourished or, or like his yeah. concepts yeah. it resonates even now people still yeah. want to go see a movie with a character that he made you know on it like during his lunch break in the in the 1960s right yeah. and and like that's pretty impressive so yeah um i'm ready yeah. to rank this guy i'm not yet i got more a lot more to say about him including what? another quote yeah totally okay. so one, okay. one just a little side note piece of trivia is that he did the concept art like in the late 70s and 80s he's was he'd been bouncing back and forth between Marvel and DC and decided to Is this about to, Thunder? Are you talking about Thunder? Well, uh, he did he did do the concept art for Thunder of the Barbarian which is I, a I enjoyed that cheap. cartoon I like, that I people that might cartoon. remember from the 80s. He also did the concept art for the a movie that was the movie that was eventually bought by the CIA and used for oh, Argo, Argo and used in the yeah. in the, the uh, Iran uh, hostage thing. So the movie Argo if you've seen that movie the CIA is making a fake movie pretending to be movie producers uh, and they essentially bought from a studio this movie. They're like, give us all the materials you have on this movie. This is the movie. That, it's a fake movie that they were making, but they had like concept material and whatnot. And, and uh, that art was used by them. I get to, it. It's, it's in their briefcases and stuff. So like, what do you have in here? Oh, it's just concept art. You know, um, it's just because Kirby also, he was known for like a wall. The, imagine like a wall full of machines with blinking lights yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell, man? Hey, he drew yeah, all this. Just, like he, 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 it was just he, really cool stuff. Like a machine. If, if if like most people they're like i'm gonna draw a machine on the wall i'm gonna draw a, a bank of monitors or something and he would just draw like the most outlandishly uh wild stuff you know yeah and, and it's just like i always that's what i always liked about it like he used to do this one called uh, uh commandy i used to be able to buy it for a quarter because it wasn't i think it wasn't very popular it was kind of like a planet of the apes homage yeah. or ripoff or something even though he had and, never seen planet of the apes apparently when he when he oh is that it. true yeah that's funny. So, um, it's so. Anyways, like I would read that, and there would just be like the craziest stuff in it, and it was yeah. it always came off as kind of weird to me. Like, like I, I couldn't. Uh, there was it was sort of alien, you know. It's like yeah, I couldn't totally. really. Und- it's weird stuff, but it were like it came from a singular mind, and it's like I don't know. It's beautiful, and and so like he, I just he remember the, the way the machinery looked, or the way the creatures looked, yeah. or you know things like that. He wasn't like into drugs, but he like you would think that he was like on LSD a lot or something like that, or smoked a lot of weed. Uh, you know, by yeah. the '60s, he was a he was a middle aged guy, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. But he was still coming up with stuff that, like, again, like seemed like he was on acid, like his and like was really psychedelic. Um, and it, the like, collage work, I know he the collage, collages for sure too. Those collages are he does he did photo collages way into some of the comics where it was a combination of his his drawings and and photo collages that he made that are really neat. He did some awesome like painting and watercolors in the '70s that are fucking yeah, yeah. rad. 
If you've seen the movie Holy Mountain, that seems really inspired by by a lot of the art design and stuff. Seems really inspired by him. He did. He did. Holy Mountain, we should go on this list. That's playing at the um, Four Star uh, coming up, or one of the oh. movies. Uh, well, theaters the listener is not going to. The listener is not going to be able to go see that. I, yeah, so. think maybe. Um, the inventiveness with which he like, there's something called the Kirby Crackle, which is, it, it's yeah, it's, it's a way of drawing energy, I guess. Like that he came up with. It's hard to describe. like. How do you draw a lightning bolt? How do you look? Like, what are the dots how that you, go around a lightning bolt fucking, to make it look? Like, how do you like draw cosmic energy? Like how do you? Yeah. Like so, uh, the listener, I can encourage you to go online to search up Kirby Crackle. The, we'll the, put a link the, in the show notes. Yeah, Just, we'll put a link in the show look notes. At, look in this particular. Um, look in the show notes, and there'll be a link to what Kirby Crackle looks like. Talking about his his art and the inventiveness of his art. This is my other quote that I'm going to read to you. Um, this uh, is Neil Neil Gaiman, the you know comics creator who created Sandman, and you know did he's very well respected uh, comics writer. I got the book um, Kirby King of Comics by Mark Evanier, and uh, uh, Gaiman uh, did the. Um, that was his the, homie. That was like a guy yeah. who worked for him. Yeah, I think he. I think he. Yeah, so um, Gaiman wrote the intro for it, and he says, Jack Kirby created part of the language of comics and much of the language of superhero comics. He took vaudeville and made it opera. He took a static medium and gave it motion. Uh, In a Kirby comic, the people were in motion. Everything was in motion. Jack Kirby made comics move. He made them buzz and crash and explode. And it's like his his art is just so kinetic, and it was so influential, like just like really, really influenced the the whole medium. I like. I think he's probably the most influential single creator in comics, uh, as far as like even more than Stan Lee, because Kirby influenced both the art style and like the creative ideas. Um, Stan could probably contend as being like the most impactful person on the industry, but that yeah, was more yeah. had to do with how he managed and and his, and being a salesman, well, you know, and okay, promoted so then, it. Now, when we look at the list of these people of of other like real influential artists, you have someone like Hank Williams, right? Now, yeah. And I think he's Hank a lot Williams. like Hank Williams. He's like he is. He yeah. kind of is to, to comics what Hank. Well, his work was, was influential country. on Hank Williams. They said because yeah. Hank would totally. write his stories based on oftentimes romance comics that he would yeah. read, and Jack Kirby was writing those like yeah. he was writing those kind of comics. So it's yeah. not unlikely that he could have been reading these Jack Kirby drawn comics, and to, and that's where the idea for uh, it, it probably it? is likely uh, like uh, you're cheating hard or something. Yeah. Um. And Hank yeah. Williams is at number sixteen. Uh, pretty high up there. Um, yeah. Now Britney Spears, I I don't know how she got so high, but that's a story for another day. Um, oh, yeah. I, I I it's it's like people bully me and everything. So um, no, we also have Donald. Maybe she's just high, but like I I mean yeah. Hank Williams is sixteen, Britney Spears is fifteen. Well, there's also Britney Spears is still alive, so she could cure cancer or something. You know, like it's a long yeah. life she has ahead of her. Hopefully, so there, there's a I lot more she of, could. I think one of Kirby's um, drawings, if interpreted in the right way, I mean, I think it helped lead to. Curing cancer, yeah. I think probably. Sure, why not? Or, you know, they could they could inspire somebody. Um, yeah, there, that oh, might be more likely than, than Britney Spears curing cancer. He used to have this comic called Omac, and it was like people buying faces, and they put the face like real weird. He got yeah. he got into weird stuff. Omac stood so, for One Man Army Corps. Um, yeah. So I would so, say okay. Let's I jump up to it, number nine. At number nine, we have a creation of his, Doctor Doom. This well, you got to put him over his this, creation because Doctor Doom is a bad yeah, guy. Course. He's yeah, a despot. I agree. Um, he's yeah. a great he's a great character. At number seven, we've got Prince, who I think is also, t- in my opinion, similarly yeah, a polymath, uh, like a, yeah. a, a a creative genius. You know, somebody yeah, and, who and, like, and like respect really, their work. really influenced um, the what, the medium that he was working in, um, but also culture in general, but, like music and music and, in general. And personally, himself much sexier. And, and, and it depends like, on depends on who you're. I, mean, yeah, who I you saw are, those young you know, pics like, of Kirby, and he was a handsome guy. Yeah, he looks kind of rockabilly I mean, looking, yeah. dude. Yeah, Rock everyone Billy looked rockabilly back then. Yeah, yeah, he kind of had a in in a way. Um, he had like a Sinatra vibe, but like a little bit a little bit tougher than Sinatra. Even I feel a like. little. It's more Semitic too. Yeah, more Semitic too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so Princess Princess, where I'm like, I, I, I like I I that's I can I put him above him Prince. I, I, I could put I him could above too, Prince yeah. because he's got and, and then above that we have things that are like just such massive things. It would be hard to put him above those things. Like. Uh, I feel like Dolly Parton really uh, – the thing about Dolly Parton is she does charity work, right? She gives these yeah. books to kids who don't have books in the uh, – you know, if yeah. you don't have a book – like I just feel like she she does the vaccines. She does stuff that he yeah. – that, that she has an impact on the world above and beyond a, a comic book drawing. So you don't put it yeah. there. Interspecies Animal Friends, I can't put Jack Kirby above those. No, I mean, not, a, a nor, nor Sex, which is number yeah. three. Yeah, sex. bicycles. I mean, come on. And bicycles. Out, I don't know. Bicycles now, are now great. coffee and Clement Street. I don't know. I don't drink coffee, I, but I understand that people enjoy it. But there's some exploitation involved. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's true. bitter. Yeah, that's true. 
makes you crazy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I, let's say I, if I do the, uh, the thing where I decide whether or not I can, which of the two things I would prefer to erase from mm-hmm. the face of the earth or history. Um, I yeah. think that, I think I would want to live without coffee before I'd want to live without Jack Kirby's, uh, influence okay. on well, the bicy- world. So I, that would I put- feel like bicycles is the, is the floor for, is the ceiling okay. for me because bicycles are the, like the most incredible invention ever was made. I think yeah. like, all it's right. like. Honestly, yeah. like, the, the, if you look at the greatest inventions of all time, I want to think bicycles is up there. So that's let's fine. put him. Bu- let's put Jack Kirby below bicycles, but below, okay. above coffee. Okay, yeah. So uh, Jack Kirby, the um, person, yeah, goes in at uh, number five, uh, moving coffee to number six. So we've got a new new entry in the top five and in yeah. the bottom five. So yeah, um, this is the ambitious. We got one more High thing turnover. to rank. Um, let's uh, uh, go away, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going to rank right. the next thing. I actually have to do go away because I want to urinate. I'll be right back. Hello, Jake. Hey, that was a really, really fast urination you did. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's one more thing I want to say about uh, – oh, first, welcome back. Um, we're back. Uh, and also, I forgot one thing I want, want to say about Jack Kirby, who died in 1994. Um, uh, uh-huh. A bunch of people spoke in eulogy at his uh, funeral, including Glenn Danzig of the Misfits. Really? Um, yeah, so and, just like, another way. Did they knew each other? Within the, did they know each other personally? I wonder. Probably not. I bet you. Maybe they did because Danzig would have wanted to meet him, and Danzig would have went to the comics conventions and whatnot. And oh, I bet you, totally. I bet totally. you at some point in his life, Danzig like got Jack's autograph. You know, um, he probably got autographs of like various horror. You know, like he met uh, Rondo Hatton, the guy who yeah. played uh, uh, Bella Lugosi or something. You know, probably all of the above. Yeah. I imagine all both. Right. Um, so um, the next thing, what are we going to rank? What's, we're going to rank next? another thing. This next one is called Fanta. Now Fanta yeah. is a soda. Yeah. That so was, it was this was submitted by Stefan. Yeah, Stefan, yeah. a, a friend yeah. of the show, and in yeah. fact, a, a favorite son, a, a brother, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, like a someone who we're very close with at the yes. show. We have a very I'm close not, uh, relationship with. I want to. Full disclosure. I want to read what um, Stefan said to us when he submitted this. Um, mm-hmm. He said, rank, "Rank rank Fanta. I want you to rank Fanta. It has a really unique origin and history." Uh, make sure to mention the German custom of mixing it with Coca-Cola. It became so popular <laughs> and normal that the Fanta company, Coca-Cola, it did, yeah. put out a drink called Mezzo Mixed, which is Fanta and Cola pre-mixed. Um, it didn't ever become normal. <laughs> like, yeah, true. Like, he, says, it can, it be, <laughs> he says it's what everybody does. You can you can even order at a restaurant in a restaurant. He's talking about in Germany. You can say you want a Spezi, which is what they call it, and they just give you a Fanta Coke mixed or whatever they have. Right. If they have the similar thing from two different companies. Fanta is also very popular in Latin America, he says. People should yeah. hear about it. So as far as I know, the story of Fanta – now, you correct me if I'm wrong. So jump okay. in and say you're wrong, Phil, yep. if I, the part I get wrong. Yep. So um, during the Second World War, uh, Nazi-occupied Europe, um, there were – You're um, right so far. There that were, sounds there, checks out so far. Yeah. There were a lot yeah. of Coca-Cola bottling plants. Right. Yes. So these Coca-Cola bottling plants were like, what are we going to put in these bottles to sell to these people in Nazi-occupied Europe? Yeah. There's that, a, there's a because, particular dude who was in charge of Coca-Cola okay. Deutschland. Um, okay, because we can't, yeah. we can no longer get the formula. There's an embargo. Yeah. The you know the the formula has to come from somewhere in Georgia where the Coca-Cola company is. Yep. And 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 so there there's an embargo on on all this. So that so they said, well, they, they couldn't we'll get the syrup. They couldn't get the formula. Yeah, so like we have to we have to sell something to these people. So they came up with using like orange peels, basically. Well, so so the orange didn't come around for fucking decades. So the, this this dude who ran Deutschland uh, Coca Cola Deutschland, which is which had during the war was separated from American Coca Cola. Um, that does they, make sense because where would they got yeah. the oranges from? Yeah, the, so they decided they had to make an alternative um, with ingredients that were available in Germany, um, and so. The the original Fanta uh, made during World War II in Germany was made with sugar beet, whey, and apple pumice. That were like the main. Uh, Did it taste like apple? I think it tasted mainly like sugar. I don't know. Um, but oh, I, so so like if you get a Fanta in Europe, is it going to be? Is it no, not no, orange? When I think the, Fanta, the orange, I think orange is the, the dominant orange one became, strain. The orange one became popular. Apparently, there are over two hundred flavors mm-hmm. worldwide. Um, that like makes sense. Like, you know how they world, get, it's like yeah. elderberries is the main thing. But um, I, I, but, I get it. Like you go to Japan and there's different Kit Kats and they, yeah. they're having a white chocolate Kit Kat and they have a, a matcha Kit Kat and they yeah. have a, a, a cornbread Kit Kat. I get it. So it's brand yeah. extensions and whatnot. But, and but really we're thinking mainly about, the, mainly about the, yeah. the orange flavored one. Like it became. Well, do you remember those ads called the, the Fantanas? There were these women who no. they were like, it was like a 60s style ad campaign, but it was done like in the, I want to say sometime in the 90s. 
And they were like these beach babes, and each one of them Whoa. was a different fruit color. So one of them was orange, and one of them was grape, and one of them is yeah. red, and they would sing about Fanta. You don't remember this? It was very uh, – like I don't. I, I, it it, quite great. memorable, you know? It was yeah. like – but like when I think of Fanta, I think of the you orange You think of Fanta. orange soda, yeah, right. yeah. And, so, and I never think of mezzo, and I would never yeah. dream of putting it with a cola soda. Yeah, but, people do, you know, people do yeah. weird shit. Like, you know, like in Europe, in Spain, they drink Merlots, which is yeah. uh, Merlot and Coke, uh, or they yeah, mix red and, wine and, and Coke. Um, and in Argentina, they're they're putting Coke in there. Uh, what do they call that stuff? Um, uh, what's that drink that they drink in San Francisco? Um, oh, Fernet. They drink Fernet and Coke. That's a yeah. thing in Argentina. Very yeah. common. Yeah. And I think like yeah. the only two places in the world they drink this stuff is in Argentina and in San Francisco. And in Argentina, they put Coca Cola in it. Uh, I so, think they probably drink it in Italy, wherever town is from in Italy, Branca. Um, inspired by, as a side note, inspired by Merlot. Um, one time in the uh, early two thousands, I made a drink called Zinfandel. Which is white wine and Mountain Dew. Oh, was it not good? Very Did good. you enjoy it? No, no, not very good. No. Um, okay, so, 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 so after the war, after the war, Coca Cola, Coca Cola, like they they reclaim the the company. The German company is reunited with the American parent company. Um, they, they say good news. We got the formula. Yeah. We can make the war's over. Yeah. Coca Cola, you know, got the copyright to Fanta, their trademark, or whatever. Uh-huh. But they discontinued yeah. it for ten years, and then Pepsi in the ni- in 1955 started uh, putting out different, like expanded their line of drinks. So that's when Coke reintroduced Fanta as is the that line crush? of drinks. Is that what Crush is? I'm not, not sure. Crush. I'm not sure. Because I, I, I got to be honest with you, I I I would drink Fanta sometimes as a kid, yeah. but I would I ha- I love Crush. Like Crush was the one yeah. I wanted. I think and, I feel like there must be not much of a difference between the two, like flavor wise. I think Crush just had the marketing behind it, you know. Um, oh, you you! I was just a rube. I was just being tricked, yeah. and I didn't know what was good. Yeah, right. I, I guess yeah. So the first this is when Orange Fanta first came around was in 1955, oh. like 10 years after Fanta was, or more than 10 years after it was originally created, and it was invented in Naples, Italy, where they did have oranges around. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, outside the U.S., so Fanta, the the, the one we know today, the one that's most ubiquitous is the orange flavored, and here in the U.S. it's just the orange soda. Um, in Europe, apparently, or other places outside the U.S., it actually contains some orange juice, but. Um, I had one. Oh, recently. it's more. Is it more like um, like Pelle, not Pellegrino? What's that uh, one? Orangina. That, uh, yeah, Orangina is it more, yeah. somewhat closer. That's to That's what I imagine because or- Orangina like is is soda and it's carbonated, but it tastes more natural than this. I I got a Fanta recently. There's um, pulp in one. It, it said outside on the outside of the can. It said 100 percent natural flavors, but it also said contains no juice. Um, and it's pretty well, much just a, you know sh- water. Sh- and sugar is a natural sugar. flavor. Yeah, yeah I know sugar exactly. Is a natural flavor. Yeah. yeah, they but they don't put that on a Coca Cola can. Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So you get because I get the Fanta. Sometimes there's a a Mexican Fanta at the taco truck that I go to sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know if that's you know that there's a lot of like there's a lot of BS associated with it because like I don't think that I think they use corn syrup just that comes from the U.S. in that Mexican right soda yeah. anyway. So yeah. So I don't I don't but I don't know if it tastes any different. But I like the different flavors. Yeah. Um, but I would say like oh I'm not a big like soda drinker. But if I was to say if we had Haritos on the list and if we had crush on the list i might put those over fanta just because i those brought me more joy in my life and i like the right, i like yeah. their certain flavor like i like those ones quite a bit crush um, yeah crush has got designed i think crush had good especially for kids good marketing in the 70s yeah. and 80s uh, i remember they, they had a song what was it um i remember they had a song i can't remember how the song went give me a crush give me a crush no that's no that's sun kissed man um, yeah oh maybe you're right so anyways <laughs> um to go more into like specific specifics about yeah. Fanta. Um, so when I when I, had, I mentioned I had a Fanta uh, the other day, I was in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I used same. Oh, day you were del- in the orange area. Was everything orange flavor there? Yeah, everything was sort of orange. Uh, do do they throw orange peels down? Like you know, you throw rose petals down. So when visiting dignitaries come, it's just orange peels everywhere. They throw Reynolds, orange. They just you? throw whole oranges at you. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I right. I already I, I got just, it from I, Target. I was there. I was at my hotel room. I had a day yeah. off at the Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel. Did um, you slam it? It's right next did to you Universal do a Studios. Mix? So what I did was I I didn't have shorts. Like I'd gone there and I thought it was going to be colder out, and so I didn't bring shorts with me. I hadn't packed shorts. You got to wear shorts if you're in Orlando. Come so on. So yeah, well, I thought for some reason the week I, I checked the fucking the temperature the week before and it was cold that that week, and so I didn't look at the mm-hmm. forecast. I didn't realize it was going to be in the 80s. So. Fortunately, because I needed to order short, like I, Orlando's a big city. Okay, I, okay, it's like, okay, okay. it's hard to go. So, so like to get into Fanta, um, I went on the Target app and ordered some shorts delivered from Target, but I had to get above 
this like thirty five dollar oh, limit. Mm-hmm. So I ordered yeah. some Fanta as as well. Um, so which was a nice like convenience convenient thing to me. Was it cold um, by the time you got it? The hotel is like it looks like a seaside Italian villa, uh-huh. like with like a little harbor, you know. And like if you've seen pictures of seaside, like with like there's there's a tiny harbor. You trying, like, trying to make me jealous? With, you think you're better boats, than me? Boats floating in it. Uh, uh-huh. No, no, not at all. Um, and but okay. it really captures the scene really well. Like uh, it's I was surprised by how much, even though it's like you know fucking. You know, it's right next to Universal City Walk, so even it's super fake. But just so, because of the way it's spread out, I, I really liked it. And you know, it's, well, it's, not, it's you a, actually in the take... same way that Fanta Fanta is super fake, but the orange taste can feel quite real to mm, you, or no. it feels like what you think is it hyper real? Is it kind of like how you think mm, orange it tastes, should it's, taste? No, it just tastes like fucking orange soda. We'll get back to that. Um, from the hotel, you can take there's like on on the little harbor. Man, I, I'm hearing too much about this hotel in Orlando. Take, I want to know more about. You can the, take a water taxi. You, you can take a water taxi. <laughs> That goes to. Are we getting paid by this hotel? What's Jimmy, going on? Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, which is uh, in Universal City Walk. Um, have I told you about the time that I went to went to Margaritaville in, in uh, going, Jamaica? You drive me nuts, Jake. I don't. What, you, okay, just, so I went you, to Jamaica, what, right? You know, you know this. Like, 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 fifteen years ago, me and our friend Smith. We're talking we about Jamaica Fanta right? here. We're talking we were about sta- Fanta. I know this is this is we're, important. This is how uh, when I rank Fanta, I'm taking this into consideration. Uh, okay, okay. So okay. we're in Jamaica. We're staying with some cabbage farmers, right? <laughs> Some Rostamen that live out the yeah. way they live out up in the fucking hills. We were there for like twelve. Are they days, drinking so Fanta? Great. Are they drinking Crush? They I don't know. I can't remember what soda they were drinking. Probably Ting. Um, yeah. Uh, so oh, Ting is really good. And so it's like at, squirt, the, at yeah. the very end of the trip, we're saying to these guys they're 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 poor as fuck. They like they're wonderful guys. They didn't have any money though, and they were just yeah. local dudes. So um, but at the end of the trip, we decided we're going to go down into the resort town that's like you know twenty miles away. And go to because there's a Margar- Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville there, and we decide we're going to go to Margaritaville, um, and we're going to take these guys out. They can't afford it, they, you know, um, to Margaritaville to eat. Um, and yeah. it's a couple of dudes. Um, and so we get down there, and it's obvious that already that they that they like haven't been in the area, like little mall area we're at, little like out, outdoor mall. Yeah, that, it caters to the it caters to the tourists, and so yeah, it was, it was they, clear they, that they can't go to that spot. They probably wouldn't have been allowed there if they weren't. With, yeah, the security would give them the they would give them the business, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're totally baffled by like they were just like this is amazing. We go into Margaritaville, which is if you've ever been to one, it's like a big cheesy chain fucking you know like. Uh, theme restaurant but they loved it and i was like no man this is like disneyland they're like yeah like disneyland that's awesome you know anyways we sit down and order and there's the five of us and you know we're all looking at the menus and the waiter comes up and he asked me first what i wanted i told him a veggie burger then he asked one of the jamaican dudes and he's like a veggie burger then the next jamaican dude was there and he's like also a veggie burger and then he asked um our other friend jevin who was there and jevin ordered like I don't know, a real hamburger or like he ordered something that was made of meat. And then right away, both the two Jamaicans were like, oh, well, we'll have that. I'll have that thing instead of the veggie burger that I ordered. I was like, that's weird. But um, I learned after the fact that it was because those two dudes couldn't read. So they just ordered what oh. I ordered. They pretended yeah, yeah, to look yeah. at the menu. Anyway, so um, I also got a bag of chips, old Florida original gourmet chips well, with the target order because I needed to get above the thing, oh, um, which I paired I thought- – <laughs> to go back to Fanta, I paired those with the Fanta. Wait, but and what does this have to do with when you went to Jamaica? Oh, that was, uh, so it was kind of a sidebar, but it, it just the yeah. Fanta. <laughs> so the chips are really good. They're they're really salty, of course, but they had like some Jake, sugar added to them. I, I, you're, like I garlic like powder you're, and onion powder man, and paprika. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a fucking, what, I, I feel like I'm, in, I'm going through a, you're really doing the number on me, my brain right now, man. Why Anyways, they me? didn't, the chips did not pair well with the Fanta because... The chips tasted great, but the Fanta tasted just like orange soda, which... So you don't like Fanta, is what you're saying. It sucks, yeah. It's not very good. I didn't even finish a bottle. I got a 20-ounce bottle. I drank like... Well, you got to mix it with Coca-Cola. That's what's the most... I didn't do that. I didn't do that. That's the most normal thing you could do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of respect that. I I don't know. know. Orange soda, whatever, is like... I'm unimpressed by it. Uh, It just reminds you of an orange. It reminds you of something that's better. Like, reminding me, like, oh, I wish this was an orangina, at least, if not orange juice. Or a grapefruit soda. If you had a squirt, that'd be nice. Yeah, or a fucking cactus cooler, which is even better. I don't even know what that's made of, but those are that's a good soda. Orange soda, uh, not into it. And the other Fanta flavors like strawberry soda, grape soda, elder. I can't. Have, I never had elderberry. That's kind of intriguing. But like, oh, I like strawberry. There's a Haritos of that. It's good. Fanta has a neat history, I guess. You know, in that like, do you feel like you're supporting Nazis by, uh, by yeah. drinking it though? That's what you don't like. Yeah, I mean, but you're not really. I mean, it's uh, Jack Kirby would have punched out the guy that. Um, do you think he would have taken it. a bottle of Fanta and it cracked it over his head? Most likely, yeah. Well, that guy was operating. We don't know what that guy was. What yeah, true. That's, like, true. You that's know. true. 
Like, imagine you're working at a Coca-Cola plant, and then... Um, yeah, I'm not going to you know, call the, like, the founder of Fanta a Nazi or anything like that, but... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, although, um, like, he did operate and succeed within that system. Um, okay. Um, well, let's think about... we. No, so now we have the soda. Are there other sodas that we have listed already? Surge, which is pretty low, because it's fucking gross, too, I think. Let's see. Oh, Where's and it? also we have we have uh, Fasta, uh, Sesta, Fasta, what is, Josta. Uh, Josta. They're right by each other. So at 282, we have Josta. And at 285, we have Surge. Um, I Neither of these are that great either, but um, Surge... I would put it above those. I would put it below it, because Josta's sexy, man. It's got a sexy panther on the on the can. Uh, it's got I think it has guarana in it. You know, um, I would I would definitely drink it Josta before I would drink a this surge. Is, these or, or, are, these sorry, are pretty a, low on the list, man. Phantom, okay, well yeah. here's the thing. Um, well, soda's the most not great. Norm- okay, what's the Jake? What's the most normal thing you can do? Drink orange soda and Coca Cola together. Yeah, and so you can't. <laughs> it, the fact that the most normal thing you can do is to put those things together, it's like pretty impressive that you could do this normal thing. With this orange soda, so I think that can't we make it ironically. No, 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 no. It's what? the most normal thing, man. I got to do it. It's like a whole country is is doing this. You go in and you say, "I want a mezzo," and they'll give you it already mixed. So like, it has to be higher up on the list, oh, right? No, I'm not sure. I think it's, it should be near Gambit 284 because Gambit is like. Well, so, and we're not making mezzo. Here's the thing: is we're not making mezzo. We're, ma- we're okay, making. I'll tell you. An aspect you can't of mezzo. make mezzo. You can't make mezzo without without a uh, little bit of Fanta in it. Right. You're gonna you try can't. to use Crush for that? No, so, you like, can't do that. It's like to say you can't make. I don't know. I, I think Gambit is more like mezzo. I don't know where where that puts anything. Right, I'll tell you where I'm looking at. I'm but, looking but, at another beverage. Tell me if this is better or worse. What is it? Two two nineteen is hard seltzer. Now, hard seltzers, uh, I feel like uh, uh, the 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 mania has lifted on this, and now we can look at it with uh, cold eyes, you know, dispassionately. We say, yeah, I mean, it's still it's probably as popular as ever. It just is not like yeah, it but it's not the most up. normal thing you can do. You know, the most normal thing is to have <laughs> uh, is to have uh, Fanta and Coke, and that's more normal than hard <laughs> seltzer. So I want to put it somewhere, I maybe below there, but I'm looking somewhere more in that neighborhood than in the neighborhood okay, of these so- these awful drinks that are bad. Just is not bad. Okay, so let's yeah, see. Yeah, but I want to put it in the more normal range. I think it should go in the with normal things like well, uh, Oreos, uh, uh, which I don't it, where, eat. Where, where are Oreos? Oreos are number two hundred fifty-five, and okay, calamari, that's, which that's... which is also another food I don't really like. But uh, you know, uh, calamari is gross. Yeah. They're both they're both gross. Uh, what else is in that in that area? Um, uh, Hulk Hogan, the person. I just don't I like these think... guys. I think it. So Hulk Hogan's at two sixty-three. There, yeah. those things are both orange. Um, well, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. his skin is orange. His, he wears uh-huh. yellow and red, which if you combine it makes orange. So, um, oh, like I think- Aerosmith, for example. Like Aerosmith is a, a music group I don't like. I have a zero tolerance policy for Aerosmith in my life, yeah. but I'll drink. I would drink a Fanta if there was a Fanta in my refrigerator right now, and I thought it was a hot day. I thought it might be refreshing if I had some yeah. Coca Cola to mix it with. Okay, I'm okay with putting it above, uh, above Hulk Hogan because it's. I mean, Hulk Hogan is. It's cool as a character, but not cool as a person. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you go much higher than that, you have Bill and Ted face the music, which I thought was a pretty good movie. And like, I would, I, I would, I don't like. I feel I like now, now that the mania has lifted about Bill and Ted face the music, I feel like I can, um, I can like look at it dispassionately and say, what didn't think much of it, you know? Like it, it yeah. It, but it, I finished, I, I finished the second half of it, which I didn't do with mm. the bottle of Fanta that I had. So. Um, I think somewhere in between there. If, if you are you, if you count the other flavors of Fanta that these that these women were advertising, the grape and the uh, 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 whatever the grape soda is nasty or, you know, too, uh, and strawberry soda is nasty. Maybe lemon. I don't know, but like even that, like it's just can it be better than Sprite? You, got, you, or, got, you, know? you have to be more open minded about beverages. I'm pretty open minded about beverages, but I'm gonna. When's go, the I last? Think I'm gonna, I like. When's the last time you drank a Fanta? I, when I was a child, probably, but yeah. I mean, I, I I remember it's the and even then, and kind. even then, you wish you were having a crush. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> um, let's put it above calamari, but below Oreos uh, because I don't eat calamari yeah. either. So, okay. like, that's fine. Yeah, and, and it, if you gave me a big order of calamari, I might say, oh yeah, I'll try to eat that, but I, I don't really like it. It's not for me. Let's put that's it fine. Here. That's fine. Yeah. So, um, it's at the new number two hundred and fifty-six. We're entering, um, we're entering Fanta, a beverage. And yeah, it goes below Oreos and above calamari. I yeah, think it's it moves, in the top half of the list. Calamari calamari to two fifty seven. I don't think it's oh, in the top in the half of the list because because no, now we now have three hundred and six. So the midway point would be 
153. And but that's good. We we put more things on the bottom of the list than the top of the list. So it means we moved the list a little bit, right? We, we moved the midpoint. Yeah, we that's, did. That's what I was. I wanted to do. Uh, so I think we did it. We uh, we, oh, we recorded done. another episode. That's our first episode yeah. of 2023. Hopefully, we do some more soon. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, thank you for listening to Every Damn Thing. I hope that you enjoyed it. In fact, we hope that you enjoyed it. Go to everydamnthing.net. That's our website. If you want to see the updated list and read the show notes, if you've got something that you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything else to say to us at all. Any comments, uh, whether or not you like Fanta, whether or not you like Mezzo, whether or not you think Nazis should get punched, what do you think of the patriarchy, what do you think of what we think of the patriarchy, any of that stuff, email us at list at everydamthing.net. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics in those places also. Subscribe or follow wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it um, on a platform of your choice. Uh, send us a screenshot of a five-star review and we'll bump a submission of your choice to the front of the queue. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is recommend it to uh, a friend. Um, you know what's even better than recommending it to a friend? What's that? Recommending it to two friends. Recommend it to two friends. Um, recommend it to Glenn Danzig. There's another thing you could do beyond that, but I don't even want to yeah. say, but you could probably speculate. Yeah. <laughs> and Recommend it to uh, three friends. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. That, I thought you were talking about some some, no, some nasty, no, nasty no. stuff. Come on, no, no, not nasty stuff. And my, my, son, um, my son's listening from the other room. And as our sign off, um, ranks for every the thing. Oh, hey, well done. Thanks, ranks. Mm-hmm.